This is Saving Grace, Living in the Light of God's Love, a broadcast ministry of Grace Center for Spiritual Development and Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world, committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. And now, our program. Hello, I'm Carmen Pate, and I'm your host for today's program. Well, our guest today says that each of us will spend our days on one of three possible approaches to life, the sinking ship, the cruise ship, or the battleship. While all of us will most likely spend time on each ship, our goal, of course, would be to choose the ship where we can find the most significance in life, fulfilling the extraordinary calling that God has for each of us. So how do we choose the right ship? Well, Dwight Edwards is back with us today to help us discern the answer as we discuss his book, A Tale of Three Ships, Setting Sail for Your Extraordinary Dream. Dwight is the founder and the president of Revolution Within, whose vision is to develop spiritually passionate, humbly dependent followers of Christ as they help believers develop their new hearts, their new lives, and their new legacies in Christ Jesus. Dwight has pastored for over 30 years, most recently at Water's Edge Community Church in Houston, Texas. Dwight is the best-selling author of six books, a sought-out speaker, teacher, and facilitator. Once again, welcome back. Thanks, Carmen. Love being with you. Uh, well, you know, last week we um, you we talked about why you wrote the book right. and putting it together. And off the air, we were talking about the importance of reaching an unbelieving audience right. and hopefully to draw them in to some of your Christian right. writings. Talk to us about uh, that idea. Well, what really in, in, intrigued me with this, and I, as I said, my first several books were blatantly Christian and, and rightly so. Yeah. But I was talking to an Anglican priest from England uh, a couple of years ago, and um, he told me that you know he went to Cambridge as an undergrad, and uh, he said when I went to Cambridge I was an atheist and I hated Christians. I didn't want to have anything to do with them. And he said, I took a class in English, and we were required to read uh, a primer on John Milton by a man named C.S. Lewis. And I had no idea who this was, but by the time I finished reading the primer, I thought, wow, I could never have understood Milton if it wasn't for this man. He made it so come alive. I I wonder if he's written anything else. (laughs) And then he stumbled across mere Christianity, Uh. got saved, and now God's using him in tremendous ways. Uh. So the point being, he would never have gone straight to mere Christianity. No, no. You know, he had to to, uh, intersect Lewis somewhere along the way. And so one thing I'm hoping with some of these quote, secular books uh, that, that I'm writing. Not that I would ever expect anything, you know, quite as dramatic as that. But that it might just be a way that people would, would be helped and say, oh, I wonder what else he's written. And then they yeah. would come over to the, maybe look at some of the spiritual books. Oh, I think that's a beautiful plan. And well, I think it would be God-given because I, he does want us to get into their hearts. Well, first. that's it. You know, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm struggling with, you know, Jesus' statement in the Sermon on the Mount. That God sends his rain on the just and the unjust. Yes. He yes. causes his sun to shine on the good and the bad, mm, you know. Mm. And I think talk too often in the Christian world, we're only raining on the just. Mm. You know, and... and, and well, we always raining. say we're preaching to the choir, right? right? Yeah, we do. Exactly. And, and it is what we do. Yeah. yeah. And and if we... Yes. Oh, well, I love that yeah, idea. Thanks. And I pray the Lord will really bless... Well, 
bless yeah. that desire. Mm. Well, today we're going to take a look at those three ships. We sort of set a foundation last week uh, in in getting to where we are today, but help us to uh, understand each ship as we walk through it and how we can apply the analogy to our own lives uh, to to walk closer with our Lord. So let's look first at the sinking ship. Uh, What is the goal of of the sinking ship? The goal of the sinking ship is survival. Mm. And and really, there's no higher goal, you know. And again, I'm going to say it. Sometimes survival is is a great goal. Yeah. You know, life is hard. Yes, uh, it is. People take hits. Yes, and it is. And I've said many times, sometimes putting that first foot on the floor mm. is spectacular living. So so I don't want to take that away. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think that the problem comes when there's, uh, and I like the term, a necessary resignation. Mm-hmm. And that is we just feel like, okay, I'm just resigned to doing the same thing over and over. I hate what I'm doing. It brings me no joy. There's no energy. Uh, but it's make it's helping to pay the bills and and basically, yeah. you know, it's just saying, hey, I'm my greatest goal in life is to get by. Yeah, just uh, to get up in the morning. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and mm. and and mm. that life has nothing better to offer mm. than simply a job I feel stuck at. Yeah. Um, you know, a uh, a standard of living that I have no hope of ever getting past. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And particularly, you know, a quality of life that, well, I guess this is about the best life has to offer me. Yeah. You know, when, yeah. when all the time I think God is saying, no, no, <laughs> I've got something so much better. So much more. So much better. Yeah. More than you can ever imagine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh well, and, and those who uh, really become come to a point that they're playing defense all the time. Exactly. That's another uh, great way to, to put it. To stay That's right. in that survivor mode. Exactly. You talk in the book about uh, three areas of, of, of the survivor, that some it's emotional, some it's financial, right. some it's their identity. Right. Exactly. Uh, expound on that a little bit. Well, I think survival can be, is more yeah. than physical. Yeah. You know, I think um, one is just reputational survival, mm-hmm. and, and that is saying, you know what, I'm not going to take the risk mm. to, uh, you know, be too outside the box and therefore have to suffer the the pain of, of criticism. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah. nothing ever was achieved worthwhile in this world without some level yeah. of criticism uh, yeah. coming out. Uh, sometimes it's um, not so much reputational. Uh, sometimes it is financial. You know, mm-hmm. just just trying to, to get by and never really thinking we could get get further than that. Um, sometimes it's uh, emotional survival, you know, yeah. and just basically um, trying to figure out. And this sometimes this is where, you know, drugs, prescription drugs, so yeah. forth comes in and just saying, you know, what is it that will numb my pain? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. all, all I want to do is just numb out. Yes, yes. You know, to, to the, the pain that I'm feeling, what will do the job? So, yes. um, you know, there's just, there's different ways but that we we go about it but really yeah. at the end of the day we're on the sinking ship yes and basically yes, yes. we're saying you know i'm just i'm just holding on yes you know and and frankly you know this is one reason um you know suicide rate appears to be getting higher and higher yeah, and higher is. and just too many people are throwing in the towel saying I just don't. I don't see any hope. I don't think that life could ever be better. You know? And they so need people to speak into their oh, lives absolutely. to give them that yeah. hope. Because I think of those the the emotional survivor. I I've mentored young women for for many years now, and you see over and over again if they were wounded mm-hmm. as a child, maybe they were abused. Uh, 
whatever that abuse might look like, uh, you find that it's very difficult for them to trust. It's very difficult for them to see yes. something better because right. they feel they've been, they feel like damaged goods. Well, that's it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So their own, their, their own identity that it yeah. pose on themselves is yes. who would want me? Who would want me? Who would yeah. want what I have to offer? That's right. You know, that's and, so right. and I think that's really, you know, part of, um, the sinking ship is saying, you know, I'm just going to play safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, my greatest goal in life is lack of con- conflict. Yeah. You know, and yeah. but again, you know, every great life was conflicted, mm. as best I can tell. Yeah. You know, yeah. It just is part of the package. You know, so no doubt about it. Uh, wow. Well, we don't want to be on that ship. Yes, this is true. <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, uh, when you talk about passengers on the uh, cruise ship. Uh-huh. You talk about three things that they're they're really looking for: hedonism, materialism, egotism. Uh, you tie it also back uh, when, when, as we were as we were talking, not in the book, but the, that parallel yeah. to the lust of the flesh, lust of the exactly. eyes, pride well, of life. Since the beginning of yes. time, yes. since the beginning of time, when uh, Eve uh, saw the fruit that it was um, good for food. Uh, delightful of the eye, desirable to make one wise. Yeah. That that was the big three. You know, it's yeah. the less of the flesh, less of the eyes, boastful pride of life. Those are the three things that Jesus was tempted by Satan uh, on. And John very clearly lays it out in First John 2, 15 and 16. He says, for all that is in the world, less of the flesh, less of the eyes, boastful pride of life. Uh, and so these are the big three. This is what the passengers yeah. on the uh, on the um, uh, on the cruise, cruise ship are, are going after. Yeah. So I, I think it's um, the first of all the the uh, uh, lust of the eyes is what we just call materialism. Mm-hmm. And and I think the key issue here is this: actions are never random. Actions are always rooted in belief. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and the belief is this is the best life has to offer. Mm-hmm. So people are on this ship because they honestly believe there's nothing better that this world has to offer than yeah. one materialism. Yeah. And so materialism, I like to define, is um, uh, the, the belief that the best life has to offer is owning a lot of stuff. Now, I know that sounds very unsophisticated and it's intentional because whether it's an Armani suit, whether it's a Rolex watch, whether it's a Porsche car, Mm -hmm. whether it's a blue light special at Kmart, it's just stuff. It's all stuff. It was stuff 100 (laughs) years ago and it will be stuff 100 years from now. Yeah. You know. And it all wears out. It all wears out. (laughs) And you really want to give your life to stuff. Mm. Uh, But... Uh, that's where people who are on the um, uh, on the on the on the cruise ship, particularly in terms of materialism, yeah. they see life through uh, new and better. You mm-hmm. know, basically, what, what what's the next purchase? It always has to get better, right? Always, exactly. They're, they're exactly. never satisfied exactly. going. I've arrived. Yeah. No, they exactly. got to keep. So what I just say is yeah. is is in each case, uh, they're the reason they're pursuing that is they believe that it's mm-hmm. the best life has to offer. Yeah. If they ever realized the best life has to offer is something different, they'd jump ship. Yeah. You know, you, you, nobody changes in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Nobody changes unless they believe that what they're giving up is going to provide enough room in their hands to take care of, to take uh, the play, to take, to take the best. Mm-hmm. So there's a great illustration of this in the, in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. 
that, that I'm told the way they catch monkeys there is they take a coconut, they hollow mm-hmm. out the coconut, mm-hmm. and then they drill a hole in the coconut just big enough that the monkey can get his hand through. And then they'll put quarters and peanuts and so forth in, yeah. and they'll chain, they'll, they'll chain the uh, coconut to a tree, and they'll, they'll, they'll leave. And so and the monkey comes along at some point, sees the quarter or the peanut, reaches in for his treasure, grabs hold of it, but now he can't get away. Because you know of his what? fist. Because of his fist. If he ever let go of the trinket mm. of the peanut, he'd be free. Yeah. But he's so determined that he's going to hold on to this new treasure mm. that he loses who he could be. Yeah. That's exactly what happens, I think, yeah. with uh, on, this, on, the, on the cruise ship. Is, no doubt about it. Or another way to look at it is um, we believe that we're flying first class. Mm-hmm. That, that's why, whether it's materialism, uh, maybe this is a good time to talk real quick. Hedonism is the belief the best life has to offer is the stimulating of nerve endings, mm-hmm. which, again, is very unsophisticated. But at yeah. the end of the day, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. Or then we have egotism, and that is the belief the best life has to offer is to be uh, respected by others, adored by self. Mm. You know. So in in but in each case, I think the issue is this: the reason a person has chosen this particular path is 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 not what they're doing; it's what they believe. Yeah. They believe that the best life has to offer is and you just fill in the blank of any 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 one of those three all those things the only thing that will get them Mm. to jump ship is a better offer (laughs) right (laughs) right that's what they're looking for (laughs) if there's no better offer there's no way they're going to jump jump ship yeah and that's uh, i think that beauty of christianity and i just think this is so important whenever you see the word repent in the bible right over the top of it two words trade up Mm. the essence of repentance is not giving up, it's trading up. Mm. Now, you have to give up like the monkey yeah. to take hold of the best. Yes, yes. But, 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 but there's a moroseness and a darkness to repentance that I don't think is there in the Bible. I think, mm. I think basically what God is saying is, hey, do yourself the greatest favor you can as a human being on this planet. Come on up, trade up to the best I have to offer. Yeah, don't live that life yeah. when you so, can live the best. So that's why he says, if, if anyone yeah. thirsts, let them come to me and drink. Yeah. He that believes in me, rivers of living water. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, come unto me, all you who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I mean, it's yeah. trade up, trade up, trade up. Yeah. So um, that's the, and I said, so that's the, the, um, the cruise ship. I, I love what you say. They, they think they're in first class. That's it. But they've taken, I love this, an unrecognizable downgrade. Exactly. Exactly. They if don't see that they're in. They're actually back in, in coach. And, and I would argue a lot of times they're in baggage. In baggage. They don't even know they're in baggage. <laughs> yeah, you know, they yeah. don't know what they're, they're, you know, what, what they're missing out on. Right. But, right. Uh, you know, I, I, I've only had this happen once where I was just seated in economy and over the intercom came the words, uh, Dwight Edwards, would you please uh, pick up your bags um, and, and come up front? And I thought, well, God, what did I do? You know, yeah. And so I go up and um, the lady said, you know, some person has wanted you to have for, be able to fly first class. Oh, cool. Here's your new seat. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, That's... I'm in there. But if, if you were sitting in first class and they said, uh, Dwight Edwards, 
uh, you know, grab your stuff. And they said, you know, actually, you, wrong ticket. You need to be back. In, in, back, back. <laughs> right. You can't right. get excited about that. No, no. But, you know, life, you know, life is an adventure. Life yes. was meant to be lived. Oh, you know? yes. To the fullest. To the that's fullest. what Christ and, said. Exactly. And that's what I think is, <laughs> this is where I think biographies can yeah. be so helpful. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> this is one thing as I look back, I think was very formative for me. And that was when I was in fifth grade we had a reading contest and I read 120 books. Oh my goodness. I buried everybody else. Yeah. But every one of them was a biography Uh, or an autobiography. Every one of them. And I read about Einstein. I read about Edison. I read about, you know, great football players. I mean, all along. Yeah. And something happened, you know, and I think what happened during reading that steady stream of great lives is, you know, I realized... A lot of people go through life and just get by. But there are a few people who take life by the throat. Mm-hmm. You know, a great statement mm-hmm. of Beethoven when he's completely deaf at the end of his life, pounding on the piano and saying, I will take life by the throat. Love it. And yeah. so, you know, that, that kind of, and I often said, you know, if, if an educator would uh, give me one wish, mm-hmm. it would simply be this, be sure that that your students are reading one biography a month. Mm, good advice. Oh, because, absolutely. You know, there's something yes. about seeing extraordinary lives. Yeah. It's one motivating, after the inspiring. Other. Absolutely. And, absolutely. And, and, and also, you're going to read people who had difficult time That's as right. children, and they're going to go, wow, maybe I do have, exactly. have a future. Absolutely. Oh. Well, the third ship is one that at first glance we go, no, I don't think I'm going to go on that one. Just the sound of it, the battleship. So, do I change our minds? Well, the the battleship is remarkably different than the other ships. Yes, yes. It's on mission. Mm -hmm. It's cutting through the waters. It's resourced. Mm. It knows its mission. Yeah. It's alive as, uh, as none of the others. And so when I say battleship, you know, the goal is not to go out and get yourself beat up, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. but the battleship is to have a purpose in life that basically, you know, thrusts you forward mm. and, and, and a willingness to pay the price to be able yeah. to, you know, achieve that purpose. And, and, you know, this might be a good time to say, you know, while it's great to talk about sort of the idealism of um, you know being the battleship and pursuing your extraordinary dream, uh, recognize that, that life is hard, you mm-hmm. know, and that we don't have the luxury of being able to say, well, I'm just going to give up my job and go do this. Yeah. I would just say this: just don't give up. Push it along incrementally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just ju- it may, you may not be able to quit your job yet, you know, but 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 just keep pushing. Great story on this. Um, there's a lawyer in uh, Louisiana a number of years ago who uh, discovered not too long into his law practice he really didn't like law as much as he did writing. He loved writing, but he, there's no way that he could just quit. Yeah. So what he did is uh, he went down to his office early every morning, you know, maybe six six thirty, mm-hmm. and he wrote until about nine, and then he practiced law the rest of the day. And so slowly, he began to get some books out there. And before too long, John Grisham gave up being a lawyer. Oh, my goodness. And he became a full-time writer. Oh, yes. And what an incredible writer. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. But he was willing to just push it along incrementally. And so a lot of times, I would just say... You know, just just don't give up. Just don't give up on that dream. It may not right. be tomorrow that it comes. Yeah. You know, but just 
Step at a time. Step at a time. And and don't you think, Dwight, that sometimes it's in the battleship and and, in making the parallel to our lives that we all have battles, you know, financial or health or relationship, whatever, the battles where we really can come alive and discover our passion yep. and our calling in the most difficult times of our life. And the reason I think that, Dwight, is because that is when we are most intimate with the Lord. Yes. That's when we're crying out to Him, we're yes. seeking Him, where He's drawing us close and we recognize He's taking us through this battle because He right. has a purpose and a Absolutely. calling. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you know, that. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, you know, I think there's a fascinating issue of all this in 2 Timothy. So 2 Timothy is Paul's last uh, letter that he's going to write to Timothy. Mm-hmm. Timothy is his number one disciple, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And basically he's, he's pulling Timothy tie, uh, close and saying, Timothy, make your life count. Yes, yes. Completely fulfill your ministry. But guess what the number one thing he tells him is? Mm-hmm. And I think this is so fascinating. The very first thing he tells Timothy is, Timothy, Fan into flames the gift of God that's in you. Oh, Timothy, play to your sweet spot. Timothy, God gave you a unique purpose, a unique gift. Write it for all that it's worth. Mm. And I love the phrase, fan into flames the gift of God. I do too. Find what you're made to do and it will light you up. Oh. It will flat light you Amen. up. Amen. It will. You know? it will. And it's interesting that in, in 1 Timothy, he had told Timothy a similar kind of thing. He said, Timothy, neglect not the gift that's in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I see this happening in ministry all the time, is, is, is people serving the Lord, but outside the sphere of their gifting. Mm. And, and, and that does not light people up. No. You know, so, no. so um, whether it's, you know, the job that you have or the ministry that God's entrusted, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we, we were meant to be torches. We were meant to yeah. be. I love the image of the, the burning bush. Mm. When Moses is walking along the backside of the desert, mm-hmm. something catches his attention. And he says, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why this bush burns and is not consumed. And I want to submit that what the burning bush was to Moses, first of all, was what Israel was supposed to be the nations around, but it's what you and I are called to be, is we're called to be burning bushes. And that had three three components. First of all, the bush uh, reflected the presence of God. The fire in the bush yes. was God himself. Yes. Secondly, the uh, bush uh, relayed the word of God. Mm. It was out of the bush that God spoke. Yes. God, and God's, God is using us to be his vocal cords yes, in this generation. Uh, and the final thing is that it provoked curiosity. Mm-hmm. It stopped them in his tracks. Yeah. And I, I just love a Young Life slogan, I think, is phenomenal win the right to be heard uh-huh you know Absolutely. lead yes. by surprise and and that's what we but that's what we mean by the battleship oh of course the battleship of course. and the burning bush are, are the same thing oh so. and i i beautiful beautiful analogy yeah. yeah well i want us to take a few moments you you share some guidelines uh for helping to find your God-given dream, allowing your dream to find you. We don't have time to cover them all, but let's look at a couple of them. And one of them was seek to discover your dream, not create it. Yes. What do you mean? Well, what I mean by that is that uh, it's easy to think of things that uh, I'd like to do. For instance, I would love to get on stage and sing. Uh, (laughs) 
Me too, Dwight, but no and chance. And guess what? There's no <laughs> chance. So that's why I say, yeah. don't, don't what, find out what you're created to do. Yeah. Clearly, I was not created to sing. Yes. You know. Yeah. But I was created to do some other, other things. Other things, you know, right. Exactly. So everyone's created to do something extraordinarily well. Yeah. You know, but that's why I think it's, it's not a matter of just trying to figure something out and say, well, you know, I think I'd like it or that. No, it, and usually your your dream finds you before you mm-hmm. find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's that, that, that settled sense. You know, uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn said at age 14, I knew I was born to write. Mm-hmm. Now, most people don't find that dream that early, but no yeah. doubt he found his, his niche. You know, um, and what a great thing that would what, be yeah, if exactly. children could find oh, it that early that in life, yeah. right? And, and, and usually that's not the case. Yeah. You know, and, and so part of it is, is, I'd say, you know, try a lot of different things. Yes. And, yes. and see what resonates. Yeah. You know, yeah. see what it is that, that within you says, yes, you know, yeah. I, that, that I could do that again. Mm-hmm. So that's and, one of them. And, you know, I think about parents today of young children, sometimes, particularly boys, I think, maybe girls, too, now even more so. Uh, but where they're they're put in every kind of sport, but they're expecting them to excel in a sport. Yeah. And they just assume, well, my kids are going to be in sports. Not all kids are made to be in sports, Absolutely. right? <laughs> that's why we do have writers and musicians. and Absolutely. because. They're, they're a bit. Yeah. So parents do need to be careful, don't they? Well, I, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and be, I see, I see this in the sports world all the time. Yes. And that is parents, and I'm going to say honestly, mostly dads, uh, trying to relive a career through their child. Mm. You know, and, yeah. and this is where it's so, so crucial to for parents to be able to take their hands off and say, this child is yours, Lord. This yes. is not my child. You temporarily, yeah. lo- temporarily loaned him to me. But he is your child, and Lord, you have a specific calling for his mm-hmm. life. Lord, help mm-hmm. me just cooperate with whatever that calling. Exactly, exactly, exactly. One more that I think is is really important for us to talk about. You say, be open to a dream that could mm-hmm. totally disrupt your life. What do you mean by that? I think that that's you know that that, that is a hard one, but it's yeah. absolutely true. I had I had a friend the other day. He was telling me, you know, what I'd love to do, and I think he's actually gifted to do this. What I'd love to do is this, but my wife would go crazy <laughs> if I moved away from what we're doing. Because uh, you know, her nest is 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 secure, it's warm, so yeah. forth. And uh, he just said it's not worth the price, you know. Yeah. And so, um, uh, you know, it, it. I think anybody who's done anything remotely yeah. significant with their life, there's going yeah. to be a disruption. Yes, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But but which which is sadder? You know, the mm. temporary disruption or a life that's basically vanilla. Yeah. That's, that's why I, I, I call my book "Say No to Vanilla." I, I, my hope is that that before I die, there'll be a, a new word in the dictionary that's not presently there. And it's the word vanilla buster. Vanilla buster. <laughs> be a vanilla buster. That's just another way of saying be on the battleship. Yeah. Oh, and that's sure. what really that's the, what the entire book is dedicated towards is what what is that what does the battleship look like? Yeah. So. Well, we want to have you back to talk about sure. that. So we'll uh, get that on our schedule for that's sure, Dwight. Oh my goodness! Thank you so much. Thank you for this fascinating oh, this couple great, of weeks. No, uh, really, it. have just been totally blessed, and I know that our listeners have as well. And we do want to thank you, our listeners. 
I pray you have the tools now to choose the right ship for pursuing your extraordinary dream. Let me encourage you to get a copy of Dwight's book, A Tale of Three Ships. Uh, You can find information about that, about his ministry, his work, all that he does by uh, going to our website at gsot.edu. There you'll find out about that and our school and all the things that we do here at Grace School of Theology. So glad you tuned in today. Please tell others about Saving Grace. And remember, you can never earn the love of Christ and it can never be lost. You've been listening to Saving Grace. For more information about Grace Center for Spiritual Development or this program, visit our website at gsot.edu slash center or download the Grace app through your smartphone. Views expressed on this program may not always be the views of Grace School of Theology or its leadership.